How's it going, guys? Script about here for today. First of all, welcome to this um, exciting um, interview with the concierge the IO team. I've got Adam on here, CEO and founder, and also Paul Spellini, which is the CTO. Uh, for those of you guys who have not watched uh, my concierge that IO, I did a review on that a couple of weeks ago, and it's an upcoming ICO on the Net5, what's in, on the Neo blockchain, which obviously you guys already know. This is my, my, my thing. And I'm pretty excited to bring these, uh, um, these two individuals up here because Concierge is doing something very interesting on the travel industry. And I hope you guys stick with us in the next couple of minutes to just kind of get a more in-depth uh, overview of what this ICO is about to bring. And I do think that you will all find it very interesting. So Adam and Paul, welcome to the channel. Great Hello. to be here, thank you. Ivan, uh, thanks for having us. Great. So let's get let's get started first. Um, let's talk about concierge.io uh, specifically. What it is, uh, and what's the problem that um, you're trying to solve? Okay. Well, concierge.io is a travel platform which will incorporate hotels, resorts, trips, tours, and all sorts of travel needs for the future. And it's commission free, so a vendor can go on there and they don't have to pay these high commissions. The problem that it solves quite simply is, at the moment, your booking.coms, your Agodas, your Pricelines, they're great service, they do a great job, but they're very greedy and they're charging between 15 and 45% of your of what you take on the site, i.e., so if you took $100, you'd be paying sort of 20, 30, $45 sometimes of that money um, as a commission for using their service. Now their service is good, sure, but it's not that good. Um, and we feel they're being greedy. Now, with the invention of blockchain, um, we can now bring that down to a zero commission model, um, which obviously is very key to the vendors. And it also means with blockchain, we can do a peer-to-peer, -peer, so the client can now speak directly with the customer. There's a big problem in travel. When you have an intermediate, they tend to oversell it because that's their job. They've got to make their commission. Um, when you speak directly with the hotel or the trip or the tour provider, they tend to be much more honest and you get a better level of service. So it's to increase service level. That's really important in holidays. And saving money is one thing, but there's no point saving money if you don't get a better service. So service level is important. Saving money is important. It's helping the little guy and the medium guy in the travel market that are at the moment being pushed to the side. Um, so it sort of benefits very much the vendor and very much the buyer. Uh, the only people we're going to hurt, obviously, are, are the OTAs, the online travel agencies and the online booking agencies that are making huge commissions, um, and basically giving you a homogenized sort of holiday experience. That's, that's a very simplistic uh, explanation, but that's how it works. So let's talk a little bit about the, the industry that you're, you're breaking. Um, can you throw a couple of numbers out in terms of how large is the travel industry that you're, um, that this is actually, how much money are we actually talking about? Well, that, the uh, travel industry make, makes crypt, crypt, you know, the crypto industry look like, like, like a little baby. Um, money actually spent, not traded in a day sometimes can hit what the crypto market will, 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 is worth. Um, and we're talking 7.6 trillion over the next three years, trillion, not billion, being spent, not traded, spent um, from flights to trips to tours to accommodation to insurance. It's the biggest online uh, industry by a very, very long way uh, as, far wow. as, as far as people actually spending money. I don't think a lot of people realize that because people have sort of been saying to us, Oh, have you got competition? Yes, we have competition, sure. We are not the first people to do this in travel with blockchain. A lot of travel companies will come along and do blockchain, but it is a massive industry. If we grab 1% of that, it's billions, billions a year. Mm. Um, so I don't think people fully understand how big travel is. When people are buying in, in, into 
other ideas uh, in crypto. Um, they tend to like the exchange. Understand that's a lot of a lot of trading, but they don't realise just that travel is the biggest one online, and that's the one where people spend the money. So this potentially is huge. But even at a small base, travel uh, itself needs to be cleaned up. It needs to be made fairer, and we're here to either make the big boys sit up and take notice and change their their USB, um, or take the market. It's it's a really interesting uh, market because I mean when I when I first think about traveling I usually go to these uh, discount websites uh, things like Expedia uh, Orbitz um, I I kind of read something on your white paper that you know we have all these options but there was something about a consolidation that these are actually not different companies is that correct Priceline for example is that true that they kind of own some of these little smaller ones and they make it sound like you're actually, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I was looking at, at some certain sections of that. And in reality, there really isn't a lot of competition in this travel industry. Can you just elaborate a little bit about that? Yeah, there's basically two massive companies. One is Priceline, okay, okay which are Booking.com, Agoda, and several other websites you'll use. Okay. And the other one is Expedia. Yeah. Um, and the, the word for it is, it, it's... It, a monopoly it, there's two of them so it's a duopoly okay? <laughs> so there's two of them and around them they have several companies so we feel like we're getting the choice yeah and it's the only market really that I, I know about that is so controlled by just two two massive companies that isn't regulated because they've made it look so much like it, 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 it's a competition based uh, environment now th th they do a good job but right? no, nobody should uh, say that you know Expedia and Priceline don't do a good job and we use them because we trust them, right? Yes, we do. And the only way we can trust them is if they make enough money to, to put their, their their brand in front of us every day, and then we start to trust it. And that's you know that's billions of dollars a day we spend on on Google AdWords and on their marketing. So it's been the best way so far. When you buy anything, you have to trust the person you buy off, right? And when it comes to travel, let's say you'll come to Vietnam where we're based at the moment. You come to Vietnam, you want a little tour in in, in Hanoi Bay, which is very popular, but you just don't know the company. You're willing to then go onto a site where you do know the company and pay that 20, 30, 40% extra because really you don't want to take that gamble with your travel time. Absolutely. So the blockchain, if, if you understand how it works, and I'm sure you do, and how it, how, it, how it functions and smart contracts was literally made for travel. When we first saw it, I couldn't sleep. I, I was just blown away by it. No, this, this is really interesting because I, I actually went, I had a, a personal experience like this. I went to Expedia and to Priceline. Again, they're, they're fantastic companies because it gets things done quick, fast and all that. But I noticed that the prices are, they're, they're not really that much different, even though I think that they are. And I think you're, you're, you're trying to hitting a point where you make it a very interesting point about that marketing piece because they do have to spend a lot on ads, you know, and to get that. And that cost gets passed over, I'm assuming, to the customer. And, and right. Yeah, and so I think that's kind of interesting. Let's talk a little bit about, um, so you mentioned about the, how the business model is going to work here is I, I, there is no commission, is that correct, um, in regards to how, how, are the, uh, how are you partnering up with the hotels and these resources? Okay, well, obviously when, when people say no commission, um, either we're insane or we have another plan to monetize, yeah. right? <laughs> All right. Facebook, uh, they're going through a bit of a dip at the moment. Facebook are no commission model and so are Google. We'd like to be a search engine for travel and a no-commission model. There's lots of ways to monetize a high-traffic site for travel, um, of which some we don't want to expose just right now, but just, just take it as read. When we have the traffic, and we will have the traffic, because when, when, I, when I first came up with the concept, remember, we've been in travel 25 years. We've had boats, hotels, 
hostels, you know, online travel agencies. So we, we know our stuff. When I saw blockchain through the TED lectures and I first came up with the concept for it, and I went to some of our, our suppliers and offered them a, 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 a free web platform uh, and would they like to get on board, that they were like, well, you know, what are you talking about? You're insane. Of course we want to get on board. <laughs> as long as you have the traffic. So that's, gonna, that's easy. Uh, and we're going to be loading on a lot, a lot soon, not just Vietnam, but globally. But Vietnam's the best, if you like, uh, of, of just the technology. So that, that's the first thing. So we know that the vendors are interested, you know. And, and the other question is, how do you get hotels on? I don't know if you realize, but like on booking.com, there's 1.4 million hotels, which is, sounds like a lot, right? Yeah. It's literally not as many as there are hotels that are in China. Okay. So globally, it's not, it's actually a huge amount. There's an awful lot of uh, what they call back in booking goes on to Expedia with a, what they call channel managers. And these, these guys and girls uh, have up to 10, 20, 30,000 hotels and they will manage that hotel on different channels for a very small fee. So the channel managers initially will be loading large inventory on for us. And in the end, when we're known, just like booking.com, a hotel, a tour or a trip, we have to come on there and load on their own inventory. So initially, to get the numbers, we'll go down the channel managers and keep them on board. And then as we become known to the smaller mm. and, and, and the medium size, they'll come on board. We want Hilton, we want Marriott, we want Sheraton, we yeah. want Radisson. But if you know travel, um, if I go to America and I eat in McDonald's, okay, and, and then I come back to Vietnam and I have a McDonald's, it's the same meal, right? And often when you go to these larger chains, it's basically an homogenized experience. The real travel stuff comes in going to a, like a, a tour to Sapa and stay with tribes people or, or a food tour around New York or a taxi tour. Are you with me? Yeah. And, and I think people are hungry for this now. They've done the travel. We've been to Spain. We've been to America. We've been to Canada. Mm-hmm. And they want to go and, and go a little bit deeper. So we want to concentrate on, on, on a real experience. And again, blockchain creates the trust with these non-marketed um, companies um, that you know you're going to be safe through a smart contract. So it just opens up a huge huge gap and even if we didn't take booking.com's business there's so much more out there that we're going to put on 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 the site um it's going to be it's going to be massive and 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 choice is key and service is key and again blockchain does all that so you know we love blockchain we love neo obviously um, but we and we love the speed of it but it was if you know travel and you've been in travel when you see blockchain you understand blockchain your head would fall off because it's just did somebody make this for travel because this is what we've been waiting for all these years so we have the we have the vendors. We have a way of loading on large amounts of inventory, and, and our real marketing push will be, will be actually to go out outside of the crypto community um, and, and push this platform to everybody from 18 to 85, and that can only be good for for Neo us and, and for the community as large. So that's again a very elongated spiel. Uh, that, there's your answer. Going along those lines and talking a little bit about you know blockchain and crypto, and we're going to start diving into the tech here. Uh, for someone who is actually looking at it and they say, you know what, um, I have two options here. I can use fiat or I can use crypto. Can you tell me just maybe in, in a very simple, concise way, why would someone want to use crypto, specifically your token, to go ahead and purchase the hotel's uh, stays versus using fiat? Um, what's the extra added advantage that they would have? Well, we'll be giving discounts for that directly, mm-hmm. um, obviously, to, to increase that token level. So the, the advantage is as well, when you use fiat, um, normally, you're, let's say you're in America, we're in Vietnam, and you're, yep. you've got the US dollar, we're accepting US dollars here, you have to make a, a, a transfer. Because of the way the Vietnamese banks are, for instance, usually that would be done on PayPal or through a... Oh. Uh, All right, and straight away we're going, PayPal say that there's sort of 3 and 4%. The reality is, 
every time I use the Western Union or PayPal or any of these intermediates, it's ten percent. They play with they play with the currency inside. Mm. They might give you a commission rate. So straight away, crypto gives you that advantage. Um, but not all vendors uh, are going to want to take crypto. Yeah, so we we put it. You can put it in in in, in normal money and fiat money. It can be converted to the token. The vendor will get paid in normal money. So the whole system works through the token as a smart contract for for all sorts of different reasons. So it's not it's not blockchain for blockchain's sake. The actual platform, the, the DAP or the app, we want to call it, and the actual uh, the loading platform, the web platform, is pretty much the same technology we've been using for 15 years. What the USP is, you can now trust us and buy off anybody because it's going through a smart contract. Got it. So, so do you have any, um, in terms of the uh, conversion for fiat? So if I'm a merchant right now, I own a hotel complex, I guess, and I don't, I, I need to pay my bills. Um, how do you deal with volatility of the token? And how do you deal with that portion where I, I need to convert it quickly enough because I got, I got bills like next week and I don't want to lose any money in transit. Absolutely, and it's the, vet, it's the vendor things by by taking going on the platform. Yes, it's commission free, but they're going to lose money in transit. Then ultimately, it's going to be a very bad deal for them. So I'm going to hand this over to Paul. It's a bit more on the technical side. Exactly how that works. So you are, Paul. You're on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, basically, there is no requirement, or this is the plan moving forward for anybody to. Um, at either end, utilize the token. As Adam says, we're going to be um, incentivizing people to use the token, um, but you can actually buy your holiday, your accommodation as a holiday maker in fiat. It is then converted in and into um, our CG token, put into the smart contract, and then when that contract is actually completed approximately 24 hours after the um, accommodation has and the holiday have been finished and there has been no issues um, that CG token is then released to the um, the property owner mm. our plan is to then convert at the same rate that the um, person paid for the holiday it comes out at the other end mm. so if you buy a property at $100 the um, property owner will uh, will receive $100 we will actually be dealing with the ups and downs of, as you quite rightly say, the volatility of the token, because there could be an elongated time yeah. between booking when the token goes in and it comes out. Now it can either be higher or lower. Um, we will, of course, be um, taking the differential between that and maybe sometime making money, maybe sometime losing money. But the main way we're going to be dealing with this is actually having a hedging system in place behind the scenes. We will be actually hedging those, uh, that volatility. We will be t managing that. So as you quite rightly say, a ho hotel owner doesn't want to sell a, a hotel room at $100 and think, especially with the way um, that the markets are at the moment, when he gets it in two months' time, it could be only 20 or $30 for Correct. him. So we will be hedging for that awesome. to manage that in order to get the flow and it's also then utilizing fully the neo t at the um, cge token in between which will increase the value of the token absolutely so so my understanding is the the real real value of the cg token is really having the opportunity of not dealing with these payment processors that have to do with international currencies which charge 
you know, if, like I said, like you mentioned earlier, if I want to book a hotel right now in Vietnam, I would have to go through a travel agent, uh, some sort of company, right? And then the, the money would have to be converted into Vietnamese uh, money. I forgot what the dollar currency is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dong, dong, dong. Oh, there you go. And then they would have to reimburse the hotel owner, do the conversions themselves. So there's like, what, four or five people in the middle um, from mm -hmm. point A to point B. And you're going to do something a little different where the crypto is going to be kind of eliminating all that, right? And it's going to be immediate from, from the U.S. side, let's say, to the, to the Vietnamese uh, hotel. And then your tech is going to be dealing with that volatility by using some sort of hedging a way to make that person whole in case the, the, the currency goes down and also making in case the currency goes up, right? Um, there will also be some sort of um, balance. Is that kind of accurate? I just want to make sure I kind of click it, get everybody. Yeah, I mean, hedging means exactly that you hedge the fund. So yes, sometimes you win and yes, sometimes yeah, you lose. lose. Okay. You have a swing pool of money, if you will. And that, that, that makes sure that, you know, if, if you win big, fine, that's great, but it still stays there. For when the times you lose big, because that's that's the way life works, you know. That's Think great. Sold, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> awesome. No, that's that's great because that's that was my one big question. I was like, if I wanna, if I own the string of hotels, it's I, I really want to make sure that 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 gets that gets uh, fixed. Perfect, great. Uh, uh, we're, we're we're the only only um, travel uh, online travel um, token or ERC twenty. They're actually doing that. I don't know if the other guys and girls really fully understand the implications of that with. with because that, that will upset vendors. If you say $100, they want $100, commission-free you know, or not. So and then, again, it's a lot of work on that to, to actually get that to work, to make sure the vendor's happy. Uh, and it will take time to set up, but it's absolutely imperative that we do that from the vendor's uh, perspective. Definitely, definitely. Um, let's move on to your tech specifically. So let's talk about how um, Neo. I know you chose Neo over Ethereum, and so let's talk a little bit about scalability first, and maybe one of your reasons for why you chose Neo uh, over Ethereum, sure. and exactly um, how is your technology going to fit with this ecosystem that you've chosen um, specifically? The the. the as you quite rightly say, scalability is one of the main reasons of Neo <laughs> blockchain over, let's say, Ethereum. Um, there have been a number of reasons um, from um, the ecological impact of it, with it being a proof of stake work um, system as opposed to proof of work. So it's not utilizing huge amounts of electricity. Um, the speed, the actual time it takes for a single transaction to operate. Um, so you're not getting people standing at a hotel or something like that waiting for or at a tour waiting for funds to be transferred. Um, the main thing is scalability, as you quite rightly say. Within the test net, they've currently proven a 5,000 transaction per second uh, utilization. Within the NEO um, roadmap, that's due to um, eventually move up to 100,000 transactions per second. Uh, and when you uh, incorporate in some of the um, off-chain um, enhancements to NEO that are, are currently in test and are being utilized, the scalability is most definitely there. There are also the added advantages of languages. You're not having to learn a blockchain-specific language like Solidarity. You're able to utilize the standard programming languages so the programmers are not having to learn a new language they can incorporate all of their existing skill sets 
Um, you've also got the um, inherent um, ID capability within the actual uh, Neo block. That's something that's not so touted about, um, but it does have an inherent security feature. Um, so it, it became a bit of a no-brainer. We, we initially, as did everybody else, looked at Ethereum, found out about NEO, and it became an obvious choice. Um, also, when it comes down to transactions per second, because everybody has jumped on Ethereum, uh, all you need is for one gaming platform that everybody uses to clog it up, and then transaction speed and scalability goes completely down the drain. Got it. So let's talk about your, your, your platform now. With, with all of that said, it seems like um, obviously your uh, concierge is going to have definitely, I mean, I, I can imagine micropayments. You're going to have to deal with obviously, you know, speed of the network. So let's talk a little bit about your platform. Um, do you have an existing platform right now that you're working on? How does that, um, is an MVP alpha, uh, is an alpha testing? Uh, what, what's the roadmap look like in terms of what's workable right now? Okay, currently uh, we have a very limited minimum viable product um, that can be utilized in alpha, as you quite rightly say. Um, you're able to actually book a hotel room um, with CGE. Um, so we wanted to be as transparent and as open as possible right. prior to the ICO itself, which is on the 31st of March. Um, to enable people to actually see that unlike a lot of ICOs, there is, right. what is it we're getting? Mm -hmm. It's very, very similar um, in essence to uh, the other systems in that it allows you to search for a property and book said property for a specific date. Um, so it, it, it's very similar. Moving forward, though, uh, the similarities of the actual cost per, for the, the individual will come down um, because the, the cost savings through market forces undoubtedly will be passed over to the clients themselves, to the market. Right. Um, because if a hotel is saving 15 or 30 percent, you know, they will... Even if they keep half of that, there still could be a 15% or more percentage saving. Um, we will be taking um, fiat currency. Um, we're working through that at the moment. The um, crypto to fiat technology is very much in its infancy. It's one of the, the big issues. We're looking and developing those at the moment. Um, moving forward, we will be maintaining this open um, development solution so people will actually be able to see what's going on we're in the process of developing an ongoing alpha platform while planning the beta platform and okay. soon those two will actually merge into one uh, we will then be able to transition from a beta to the full-blown product and continue to enhance that as per our roadmap um, and as we know, technology changes all the time, so we will be incorporating, where applicable, any new technologies, any developments, any enhancements that will not only enhance the experience for the individuals, but also potential cost savings. So let's talk about their mobile. Um, do you have both a mobile um, app up and running, um, or is it all going to be on a website um, currently? Currently, it's only a uh, mobile web version. 
um, for iPhones or Android or anything of that nature. It's just really a mobile website. Uh, the plan is to uh, incorporate a DAP. Okay. So that actual application itself will be part of the blockchain. Uh, the reason being for that is not only will we have the end-to-end -end booking capability within the blockchain itself, mm. we will be incorporating the communication system, um, so that peer-to-peer -peer communication that Adam was talking about, dispute resolution, so that if there are any issues, again, it can be sorted out within the smart contract, so that either the... Um, the vendor can claim back extra money potentially or put a dispute out in that fashion or what more often happens, the holiday maker doesn't receive what it is they want um, and there's a, a dispute and potential refund process involved. Um, and one of our other USPs is, as you've seen with TripAdvisor, it's very easy to... Um, let's say, enhance your perceived value with uh, additional um, recommendations and additional uh, reviews. Uh, with <coughs> our system, you're only going to be able to leave a review if you've actually been at the property. Um, so that will then give a far more trustworthy review, which bringing it back to the DAP, um, is something that will be incorporated within the mobile application and, of course, on the website itself. So overall, um, let's, let's kind of talk a little bit about the, the, um, the, these dApps. So your feature, your, your platform right now just has, um, when, when after the ICO is over, you basically can start booking just um, these, I guess, these hotels, whatnot. Well, you, and you're saying that you're going to be adding in like a review process, something like a Yelp for example, where people would come in and say, I think this, this hotel is good or bad. Um, do you envision using more, uh, consolidating a lot of the stuff that we have right now in the, in the existing web to kind of enhance a lot of your features or are you going to be pretty much going to leave it up to the, uh, I'm just kind of curious in terms of what additional features would you be adding in, in, in addition to the reviews? Um, well, if I can grab this from Paul, I mean, in, in, in travel, there are so many features that you can add. Yeah. The trick is that you add them at a pace that your client can understand them. Mm. Let's just Facebook as a good example. When it was first launched, was, if you look at the old Facebook, it was very basic, right? Yeah, it was. And then slowly they start to add the messaging service, the talk service, mm. the service, the page service, the advertising service. So in travel, there are a plethora of things that can be added. One of the most important things that we will add early, though, is the peer-to-peer -peer communication. We want the vendor to be able to speak to the buyer and vice versa, because that puts a level of service above anything anybody else can provide. Priceline can't do that because they would lose their client because they're charging commissions. That's right. So why, when people said to me, well, you know, why aren't the big companies doing this? They can't do it. It's not their business model. It would ruin everything they've got. It's not that they're mm. bad people. It, they, they were doing the best from before. So peer-to-peer is going to come on very quickly. Obviously, the smart contract with Neo. A smart contract is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's not, you know, incredibly hard to program, but there's a lot of detail goes in. And we must keep it simple so the user can, you know, can use it whether they understand crypto or they don't. And they don't even know they're using crypto a lot of the time. The contract goes through for them. So the features are, there's a plethora, but the, the one that we really want to get on early is the peer-to-peer. -peer. Obviously, the smart contract goes on early. And we want to get as much choice going as quickly as we possibly can without 
building in front and, and, and not getting it completely correct. A lot of people don't realize um, just what goes on when you build a worldwide website. It's a huge amount of back-end work. You know, you look at, oh, they've just got Vietnam and a few properties on. They have no idea what's going on in the background of the moment. But, you know, putting Vietnam on or putting on 200 countries worldwide is exactly the same process as far as the code goes. Mm. So, features there. The key issue here is keep it simple, stupid, so everybody can use it. Perfect. That's a really great um, idea there. Moving along towards the last, my last couple of questions. Um, partnerships with, first off, I had a question about why Vietnam first? Um, and what other countries do you envision um, concierge expanding into? Or where are your target areas? And also, what type of market are you addressing? Are you addressing the luxury? Are you addressing the um, budget travelers? Or trying to do, you know, a bazaar of things? I'm just kind of curious where your direction of the, of the project's gonna be. Uh, obviously, we're in Vietnam for one. It's a very popular holiday destination globally now. It's becoming one of the top ones. And number two, the real reason we're in Vietnam, although we have travel companies here, is because of development costs and because of running costs. As this grows and as we monetize this, we can have up to 200 staff working on this globally. And our center of operations will be Vietnam because it costs less to do that. Mm. A great level of service. So if you if you want to go big and you really understand market forces, you need to make sure your production costs are low, but, but still have a high quality. And the quality of work here is just phenomenal. I don't want to say that there's no other good developers out there, but there's no developers of this quality that work for that price for sure, uh, within, within travel and within the industry. So the market force to develop here is on cost. Um, will there be other um, countries added? Of course. Um, at the moment, it's easy to add the big ones, and it will be easy to add the big chains. Vinapearl are the biggest one in Vietnam. Uh, FLC are the biggest uh, uh, building company in Vietnam. So we've taken the two biggest because they're the easiest to add. We will have a whole plethora of choice on there, going from a hostel all the way through to a, you know, a, a six-star villa. Um, we'll have a, a little tour in Sapa where the, the ladies do their own tour, uh, and they have uh, uh, you go and stay with the real tribes people in Sapa. We'll also have you know hostels on there. We'll have hotels on there, mid-range hotels. So in the end, instead of it being just a hotel platform or just a trip platform or just a booking platform, we want to put all three on there. Hence the term, we want to be the search engine for travel. Great. Yeah, I, I saw I was I was I was visiting visiting your site and I did see there's a lot of really nice luxury properties in there. Um, the last question I had is in regards to price wise, I know you have an option to pay in in fiat and also in um, in tokens. Is there going to be a, a huge discount that you're offering people who are going to be using the token versus fiat or are they going to be matched pretty much similarly? Um, no, no, there's, there's, there's definitely going to be an advantage on our platform for using the token. That will monetize the token, that will keep the investors happy, not the investors, the people that buy into the token, sorry for that word, people that buy into the token happy. Um, there'll be a system in place where, for advertising where if it's the big, big companies that have got a lot on the platform will have to hold a certain amount of tokens to actually get that usage out of it, like a freemium model, if you will. So there's all sorts of ways we'll monetize that. But we're very aware at the moment we look like a luxury chain. And yes, we'll do luxury because people want that. But I think the middle market's important. And our age, our, our main early adopters will be sort of the, the 18 to sort of 35-year-olds. But we're not going to ignore the 35-year-olds to 85-year-olds. <laughs> believe it or not, they spend more money. <laughs> and, 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 and they like the service as well. They don't like to talk to computers all the time. They'll be really impressed with that. So, and, they, and they can pay with, 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 normal, with normal fear. And in essence, what we're trying to do, achieve, and what we will achieve, 
is that we'll get a lot more people interested in crypto. They'll be using it before they even realize what it is. And that expands out of our very insular little world of, of, of people that are talking about technology. People don't care when they book a holiday with us in, in Vietnam for years and years and years, whether it's HTML, PHP. I've never been asked that question by anybody booking, right? And we've got to get out of this just talking tech. We've got to get out to the market. We've got to let them know it's a great thing and it can be trusted. In a trustless world, or, you know, it's trustworthy. I know we use the word trustless, but it's something you can trust. It expands experiences. And I, if we get this correct, and I, I see no reason why not, we can, we can get a lot of people that would never even dream about going into crypto because at the moment it's just meant to, as, a, as an investment, you know. Yeah. I think people that are outside of it, it we use a lot of the wrong words. What it really is, is what, what the new coins are or the new tokens are, are a good idea on a blockchain. Because um, if you use the word crypto, people think, oh, I'm not invested in crypto. So we've got to step out of that bubble. And, and we're trying to really go from the internet environment that we're in, which will enjoy that business. It's great. We want, we want your business. It's, it's fabulous to be on the platform. But step out there and let's get out there in the real world. And let's get out there to the other 95% of people globally that never heard of us. That's great. And with, with all of that said, um, Let's talk a little bit about the your your uh, your dates. Uh, so I know you mentioned March. Um, what if if somebody were interested, where would they visit? What, what are some of the timelines you have right now going on for the for the token sale? Well, uh, at the moment, you've got if you bought tokens in in the in the PICO for want of a better word, you bought tokens and you can actually spend them now straight away on the platform. Oh, but only in Vietnam. Yeah, so it's it's working now, but only in Vietnam and only on a very limited amount of properties. The actual roadmap, I will hand over to you, Paul, because you're on the timeline on that. <laughs> well, the, the actual ICO itself, we are launching that on the 31st of March. Um, we are going to be running that for uh, four weeks. Um, so that will be ending on the 28th of April. Um, we have a, in, in, on the first day, we have a sliding scale of incentivization um, to encourage people and offer the early adopters um, bonus. Um, so we're looking to um, sell out very quickly with our ICO. We actually, within the pre-ICO and the whitelist, we the, the combination of those two, we were able to sell out within seven hours. Awesome. Um, so yeah, we thought so. Um, so we're looking to get as many people as possible um, into the crypto, into the CGE token. Um, but that doesn't, of course, mean that um, other people at a later date won't be able to buy. Uh, we have a roadmap of um, establishing ourselves on um, the exchanges um, at a very short period after. Um, so once the ICO has been completed, we'll be launching on the um, exchanges so that you will then be able to, during these early alpha stages, utilize the token, utilize our service because it is only token as we develop and test and secure that fiat to crypto, to fiat to CGE token uh, gateways at both ends, then it will open up. But we're not going to be limiting people to that only method. Uh, and this is just a little off question, but do you envision yourself um, using any sort of fiat on-ramp um, for your platform in the future, or will you be solely being dependent upon the uh, exchanges for for liquidity? Um, 
Could you explain that a little yeah. more? Yeah, so, I, so I think I, I, you, will we use the normal fiat system as well as the crypto system? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. So in other words, if I if I wanted to buy the CG tokens um, on on your platform, would that be an option, or would you be actually not handling that? Yeah, we, we we want to make that platform, and we're speaking to several people that have already got that sort of uh, coding in place, or want of a better word. Um, okay. Yeah. I that's an important feature. We're, we're actually going to be putting uh, a little bit of uh, news for you. We're going to be putting an office into Malta um, oh. for obvious reasons. I'm sure you'd understand why, yes. because they're crypto friendly. We can do our banking there. And there's a, a rather large company that we really want to get close to that are going to be there. And that will incorporate exactly what you're talking about. Perfect. All right. That's, that's all I wanted to hear. Awesome, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much for that really insightful, um, you know, these questions. I mean, I think you guys have a great um, platform. Like I said, I checked it out already. It, it, it's, it's fabulous. Um, I think it's a great thing. I would love to save money on travel, to be honest with you, and maybe travel to Malta too at some point uh, and uh, visit your, um, you know, visit all that, that country. Uh, so again, um, guys, if you're, if just post your questions down below. If you have any questions regarding concierge.io, uh, I can forward it to the team. I'm sure they have also Telegram and Reddit and all of those on their main site. Um, I also want to post a link for the, their, their, for the full review that I did a while back. And um, thanks again. Well, listen, uh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, and, and without, it's very hard to say this without sounding like a bride. If you ever want to come out to Vietnam, we have hotels of our own um and i'm not saying it will do it for free for you but you're more than welcome that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hard. Love it's really hard for us because we know we know your stance on it and, and this isn't paid everyone think it will be paid um but you're more than welcome we've got crypto bud coming out with all his kids at some point and I, 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 I don't know about zombie but we'd love to see him here but it's just if you want to come and visit you're more than welcome how's that I would love to do that and hopefully share a little uh, cocktail right by the beach and uh, talk about concierge. It'll be great saving fellas. Well, thank you very much for the offer and definitely appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ivan. Okay. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.